are Locked On Spurs, your daily San Antonio Spurs podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. This episode is brought to you by Built Bar. Built Bar is a protein bar that tastes like a candy bar. Go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15 and get yourself 15% off your next order. Welcome back to Locked On Spurs on the Locked On NBA Network. I'm your host, Jeff Garcia, San Antonio Spurs writer, TGIF. Hope you're going to have a great end of the week, and hopefully the Spurs will get a W, maybe, tonight (laughs) versus the Denver Nuggets. Uh, Yeah, round two versus the Nuggies out in uh, Denver. First game did not go well. Kind of, sort of went well. Yeah, yeah, we'll discuss that and much more, including a preview of tonight's matchup. Uh, Lonnie Walker, is he that valuable to this team? Um, you know, is there a correlation between them not playing well in his absence? The DeMar situation again and the T word. You know what I'm talking about. To do that and more, I'm joined by the man who is very, very picky, very particular on what X-Men particle slash gene he gets. You know him, you love him. James Pledger, ESPN San Antonio's very own. He's the co-host of the Saturday Morning Hangover. And and James, and you're okay with pyro, correct? Pyro's okay with Yeah, it. let's let it burn. You know, it's my birthday. I'm feeling good. I'll stick with pyro. <laughs> I tried to throw out the hint that, like, Gambit was my dude, but you didn't take it, so. <laughs> I, I know. Well, well, first of all, a happy birthday. You know, that's more important right now. Very happy <laughs> birthday to you. Uh, hope you're enjoying uh, your day and uh, another year and knock it out of the park, buddy. Uh, that's the plan. <laughs> Every time uh, I always tell people, they're like, how you doing? I'm like, I'm always good. So it's <laughs> uh, it's one of those things where it's I don't feel a lot of bad in my life ever. So you know, I feel like today's going to be a great day, too. So is this whole weekend. So is this whole year. Well, then then in honor of your birthday, we, we shall give you an option. You can either stick with Pyro or you can go with Magneto. Yeah, I'll stick with Pyro. Really? Let's, yeah, watch, yeah, the, let's watch the world burn. <laughs> All right. Well, I, I think you're coming out on a great uh, episode because you have a lot to say about the fire that is going on in San Antonio. Not in a good way, in a bad way. Uh, you know, before we dive into the particulars, let's just quickly get, <laughs> yeah, let's just quickly get out, get out of the way. The uh, preview of tonight's game, um, just a couple keys, and then we'll move on to the heavy stuff. So, Spurs Nuggets round two tonight in Denver. The first one went kind of, sort of okay for San Antonio until mid third, and when everything came apart, they get a shot at this. As of this recording, we do not know Jamal Murray or Millsap is playing. Are playing? Excuse me. So um, if they come back, well, great. You know, if not, well, then I guess. But what do you want to see out of this team tonight? Do you just want to see a building of what the little building blocks we saw in uh, Denver the other night where they were competitive in some moments? What what do you want to see out of this team? Uh, Same as I saw Wednesday night against Denver. I mean, they played great for – about three, two and a half quarters, halfway through the third quarter, they've got a 10-point lead, and then, you know, the brakes fell off the, the entire thing, and they just went careening off a cliff. Um, you'd like to see more of that. A um, little bit of some consistency, probably, especially, and I'd, I'd like to see more minutes for certain players, you know? 
whether it's Luka Samanich or Devin Vassell giving a little more run or, you know, basically the younger guys. <laughs> right. Yeah, and, and I look at tonight's matchup. Win or lose, I just want to see progress. That's all. You saw a lot of progress, well, considering the bar is very low right now, but there was some progress in round one versus Denver the other night. You saw them with, the, I believe they had a double-figure lead at one point, I think about a 10-ish lead on Denver. They were uh, attacking the rim, getting buckets. Yeah, th- yeah, there was a minute, uh, or should I say seven minutes, where they didn't even score a bucket versus Denver in the second half. But in that first half, they were getting buckets. They were stopping Denver. Look, you held Denver to 106 points, which is pretty good, all things considered. Mm-hmm. I just wanted them see to come out. And if they lose, fine. I get it. Denver is a tough team. It's a tough out. But anything to give them some motivation as the season continues, James? Yeah, I mean, same. I just want to see them build progressively off of what they're doing. I don't expect a win. It'd be nice to get one because, you know, just to get off this four-game snide that they're on. But at the same time, I also understand – Denver's the best team, in, not in the West, might might be in basketball. Like, since the acquisition of Aaron Gordon, that team has just been an unstoppable freight train, it seems like. And the you way that at, they're playing and the way that they're using yeah. Aaron Gordon, I mean, they're, they're so long, they're defensively very good, very active, and the whole offense just runs through Jokic so well. So it'll be very yeah. nice to just see – more of what we saw in their first meeting and maybe trying to at least, you know, continue that into the fourth quarter. Yeah. And look, um, all things considered, um, it was better than what we saw before they started this five game roadie in San Antonio. I mean, how do you come out and lose to Cleveland, Cleveland, (laughs) Cleveland of all teams? Um, How do you, you know, okay, fine. You, yeah, the Cavs. Thank you. Um, <laughs> fine. You lose to the Clippers and you get, you get smoked. Uh, that's understandable. I get that. But my goodness, you, you lay an egg in San Antonio in a nine game homestand and, and you come out and you look better and it doesn't get any easier. And that's the, that's the messed up thing about it. James is we're not the only ones who sees this. DeMar DeRozan uh, before the road trip started even said, Hey, we haven't even started the roughest patch of our schedule yet. That's worrisome, James, if they're playing like this. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, it's very worrisome, but you gotta you got to take everything kind of in stride right now with what you're talking about with the San Antonio Spurs. I mean, they're, they're now Jettison, Lamar Saldridge, the Gorgie Dang was hurt the second he... <laughs> got to San Antonio, you could tell he was playing through pain in that Wednesday night game against Denver with that shoulder. And Mm -hmm. it's a shooting shoulder, so it's obviously going to affect his shot as well. And so it's just going to be very interesting as this entire thing goes on, Mm -hmm. like to see where they actually are in terms of coming together, coheding as a team. And I would love to see some different lineups i would love to see Derek white running that second unit instead of being in that first unit you know i would love to see the ability to just 
obviously this hasn't been working to this point. Let's switch some things up and see if that gives any kind of credence to change or right. a momentum swing of some sort for the San Antonio Spurs right now. You know, for me, it's it's simply what do they got to lose if they try that? If they move uh, Derek to the bench, what do they got to lose other than a win? Uh, you know, why not? You know, if it gives a boost to the bench, some um, a, a position, you know, something that's that, been lacking. And that's Thank where you. the Spurs have cut their bones too. Like even in the Duncan year, like the the ability of the bench to score points has you know won them championships. And right now the bench is struggling. That second unit is not playing very yeah. well. And I think this is one of the things that is so infuriating and frustrating to watch about the San Antonio Spurs at this particular moment is. You've got Derek White and DeJounte Murray and DeMar DeRozan all in that first unit. All of them need the ball to go through their hands at certain points, and all of them take times, uh, you know, dominating the ball at points of the game. Guys like Kellen get lost in that. You can get away with it with Jakob in the in the starting lineup because the offense doesn't need to go through him. You, you don't need him offensively the same way you do. But Keldon, like, you've got to get him some touches. You've got to get him involved in the offense. And when those three are going, it's really hard for him to find his spot within that offense because he doesn't command the ball the same way. And when all of them are doing that, it's just very clunky and it feels forced and nothing runs smoothly, I feel if mm-hmm. you are really worried about the defense, you insert Devin Vassell into that starting lineup in place of Derek White, and what it does is it, it knocks out two birds with one stone. Built Bar is the best tasting protein bar ever. That's right, you heard it right here. Uh, with 18 amazing flavors, six new ones including lemon almond cheesecake, Carrot cake and apple almond crisp, including their 12 original flavors, raspberry, coconut, almond. You cannot go wrong by getting yourself some Built Bar bars right now because they're covered in 100% chocolate. They're soft and easy to chew, and they're great for the health-conscious person. Whether you're trying to maintain weight or just simply get the ca- the pounds off, what better way to do that than enjoying yourself some Built Bar protein bars? Right now, you want to go to BuiltBar.com, use promo code LOCK15. That'll get you 15% off your next order. Again, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off at BuiltBar.com. Don't forget, go to BuiltBar.com right now and get yourself not one, two, three boxes. I've gone through several of them. They really are good. Once again, BuiltBar.com, promo code LOCK15 for 15% off your next order. Keep the defense, but you add three-point shooting because he's shooting it over 35% from behind the arc right now. So that helps to open up the offense. It also helps to open up the lane for guys like DeMar, who doesn't perform well from behind the arc, and DeJounte Murray, who also is struggling outside of slashing and driving to the basket currently. And it, it allows the offense to be able to come to him because he doesn't need the ball. And it allows you to get Hilden Johnson more involved in the offense as well. And while, by moving Derek White to that second unit, you allow him to A, flourish, 
by playing the way that he likes to play, but also you allow him to flourish in that second unit to flourish because they can play at that up-tempo breakneck speed that Patty Mills likes to play at. But at the same time, Derek White has the wherewithal to be able to slow the pace down when it needs to be slowed down. And you don't have to worry about, you know, the Spurs just running at 90 to nothing the entire time while Patty's getting the ball and pushing it straight down the floor. And I feel like he would be a calming influence on that second unit and provide great leverage. Like it sure. If you want to get him into the game late, use him the way you did Manu, bring him off the bench. When you take DeMar or, or, uh, DeJounte out, but if you want him in, in there in late game situations with the game online, then, you know, do that. But just give us those different lineups early in the game to where this team can get into a rhythm on, in both units. And, and you look at the, the situation right now in this four-game losing streak, it's really not just one side of the court. It's really both ends of the court. So what's going on in this four-game <laughs> losing streak? Well, you look at their defensive rating. That's, it's 25th in mm. the league, near the bottom. 118.6 and they're giving up a lot of points basically and now we go to the offense now offensively well what's the one thing that you need you to be able to do in today's league make threes right they're only averaging 8.5 makes in the last four games during the road they're in their also the bottom of the league awesome at the bottom of the league so it's offensively defensively there's issues the good news is they're aware of it you, you heard what Dejounte had to say the, after the loss to Denver saying, you know, oh, in, 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 uh, in practice, we were real good. We, we, we play well, you know, we just, it just can't translate. Well, you know, you're going to have to translate it because your window of fixing things is very, very small, especially this season where you're going to have to get things sh- ship shape or yeah. that play in tournament or little in the playoffs is going to go bye-bye because teams are going to start catching their stride in uh, Dallas uh, who knows? Maybe Memphis does. You know, Memphis. while the Spurs are struggling, yeah. While the Spurs are struggling, these teams are starting to You've catch fire. Always got to be aware of Golden State. Mm-hmm. Yeah, exactly. So hopefully the Spurs will get a W tonight out in Denver. Snap this four-game losing streak, uh, but they got a lot of work to do. But the good news is, as we mentioned, there are some building blocks that they can build on from Denver round one into Denver round two tonight. But all right, so you look at the the losing streak. Is there a correlation between Lonnie Walker's absence and their struggles right now, especially in the bench? Possibly. I mean, he. we talked about it for a while, about moving Lonnie to the bench and having him perform better there. And it, it seemed to have worked early in, as the Spurs were doing all that. But at the same time, you imagine putting Lonnie and Derek together and guys that can thrive in that second unit. I mean, I do think there's a little bit of a correlation, but I don't think it's as big as the issues that we're seeing right now, right? I mean, things are getting extremely bad when you start watching it. And it's frustrating to the point that you just want to yell at your TV and throw something through it at times. Mm-hmm. You you look at Lonnie, and is he a, a good player? Of course, he's a good player. He's a young player. He's, he's trying to get his stride. But the thing is, with Lonnie, he's still not at that point where we can say, yeah, we're missing – double figure scoring every night because we don't know what Lonnie we're going to get now has that that idea of him being inconsistent lessened a bit this season of course it has 
but you still see it from time to time, not as much as in his earlier years, but this season you're still seeing that inconsistency. My thing is Lonnie does bring the energy. He does bring a three-point threat. He does bring some firepower off that bench, but is he really that difference maker for this team, uh, James? Yeah, I think, I mean, he's a very integral part of this team right now, and Mm -hmm. especially with what they're dealing with. I mean, they've lost LaMarcus Aldridge. Uh, Rudy Gay has gone into uh, a slump of sorts of late, uh, and part of that might be the game stacked on top of one another with no rest in between as they're playing all these back-to-backs and every other night. So older players, their legs probably aren't going to handle all these games as well. I think even the young guys look tired at times right now. Do you do you think that Lonnie, if Lonnie was still playing right now, he wasn't hurt. By the way, that, that must be one hell of a wrist strain. Seriously. I mean, I, I, you know, I mean, you kind of started thinking, is it more than just a, a sprain, you know, wrist, a sore wrist, excuse me, as they're saying? Because gotta, he's been out for a long time. He's, uh, it, it's one of those injuries where it's like I keep seeing the games mounting up. I'm like, wow. It's up to like eight games. Like it's been forever since I've seen him. It was one of those things like Kevin Durant this week. He came back and everybody was talking about it was a calf strain. He missed 23 games. Yeah. I was like, how bad of a calf strain was it for you to miss that much time? (laughs) And you start wondering about Lonnie Walker and this wrist injury. And I I wouldn't be shocked to see him go under the knife after the season's over. Oh, not at all. Yeah, I would not be surprised at that at all. And and you look at the uh, thing with um, the Spurs is uh, Lonnie gets you, what, maybe two wins? Does he give you two wins in this losing streak? Does he – are you are we looking at a, a two-game losing streak right now versus a four? I mean, is, that's what I'm trying to get at. Is, is he a good piece? Yes, he is. But is he that piece that's going to push this team over the top where maybe they don't see a bad homestand? Maybe they don't see a four-game losing streak. That's where I'm at right now. And by the way, just quickly, um, you know, before I forget, Lonnie is questionable versus Denver tonight, according to the Spurs, as well as Gordon Dang. So we'll see. That usually, If you know the Spurs pattern, questionable usually turns into – available sometime i mean nine out of ten times that's what happens well, so hopefully to be fair even available doesn't mean available <laughs> right yeah he may be <laughs> we, sitting in the bench we and just saw, <laughs> we saw who was it was it lonnie or, or Dejounte? it was during this uh homestand this nine game homestand where it was like and he's going to come back and make his debut and he's actually you know he, he's gonna play and then like later in the day they're like and he's out. <laughs> and yeah, and he's out. And he's still unavailable. But nevertheless, I, I guess. Like, look, I'm not trying to, you know, throw any shade at Lonnie at all. No, I'm not. I think he's a great player. It's just I don't. I don't think that he is that much. That he, that that he's going to no, change the entire systematically of the deeper team. than just Lonnie okay. Walker's absence. This has way more to do with so many. And the thing is, like I said, it's the tiredness, it's the veterans, it's the injuries. It's so many things stacked on top of one another, which is why we're seeing as bad a play as we've seen here over the last two, three weeks since they come back basically in the second half of the season. Like this team, I mean, they're probably still reeling mentally from what happened with LaMarcus Aldridge to a point. Because remember, young guys never really had to deal with something like this 
learning the business end of the NBA very quickly as right. they basically said, go home, LaMarcus, until you know we figure out what to do with you. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Look, football may be over, but you got the NBA, MLB, NHL, they're in full swing. Uh, Bet Online even covers awards, TV shows, and reality TV. You get real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. And Bet Online has you covered for all the news, scores, and odds. And it, it's basically the best way to place your bets, and it's free to sign up. You want to go to the website right now, betonline.ag. That's betonline.ag. Or use your mobile device to sign up today and get yourself a 50% welcome bonus. Yeah, they're going to give you 50% of your money back on your first deposit. BetOnline, your online sportsbook experts. And when you go to betonline.ag, make sure to use promo code Locked On. So you're looking at Lonnie, and uh, you know, I, I I think he gets you maybe one or two wins in this this span of bad play since the homestand until now. You know, he, he gives you that one or two games where he has that 20 plus point explosion. He does that. Mm-hmm. My thing with me is that I, I I would I would think that maybe it'd be a if you just a tad more consistent and he has been this season, but just to the point where like, yeah, we know we can get this out of Lonnie each and every game, you know, I'm not there yet. And I think if, if he's there, if he's that level, then I say, yes, of course, absolutely. Lonnie is a huge part. Now he's a key part of, but I want to say he's the only answer for this team because you hear what the players say, like DeJounte Murray, he said, we get it together in practice. It doesn't translate. You hear Popovich saying, several players are not playing well. So it's it's everybody, and I think Lonnie will So what help. is it that's not transferring then, Jeff? What's not transferring I, from the practice court? I don't know. I, I do mean, you, you would do think, you think that Do you think they become very ball-dominant when they're in practice? Oh, or do yes. you think the ball fl- flows a little oh, bit sorry. cleaner? I think the, the ball flows cleaner in practice versus real t- a real game. You're seeing ISO Rudy Gay a lot. You're seeing ISO uh, DeMar DeRozan a lot. Even DeJounte Murray tends to try to make things happen for his team. And I know his his mind and his heart's in the right place. He, he wants to be the leader for the team. But I think he's going to have to start being more a facilitator, maybe sacrificing mm-hmm. his points um, to get other guys going. Because if he, he's the more reliable player right now for the team uh, outside of DeMar. Mm-hmm. And... Um, you know, if he, if he's that point guard, as pop uh, says he is, then he needs to do what a point guard should do is get everybody going because they need the boost from the off from the bench. They need the boost from their starting unit because uh, although pop did, you know, pretty much blast the second unit after the game versus Denver, he did say the first unit was also suffering as, as just as it was playing poorly just as well. So it's, Mm -hmm. it's everybody right now. So look, I think Lonnie does help. Uh, I think he will help should he play tonight, but we got to see because then there's rust. Then there's him getting his legs back. Then there's him maybe favoring that wrist. If it really is that bad, mm-hmm. uh, we got to just see how he plays out. And, and, and then hopefully he comes into form and he does give you, you know, your 12, 13 points a game. And um, I'd be happy with that. You know, if he could just do that, I think that'll be a huge boost for this team. But you know, we mentioned a uh, DeMar DeRozan right now. Um, the um, and everybody heard by now what, what the athletic reported was that he's leaving his options wide open in free agency. Uh, he hasn't really shot that down, you know, James. He's very quick to shoot down rumors. 
We saw it time and time again with other rumors in the past. He's been kind of quiet with this one. Mm -hmm. Uh, Hmm. I think nobody should be shocked, first of all, at this news, if it is true that he's going to leave everything on the table. Hmm. But you're very vocal about this. If, If he walks, you're like, okay, fine. See ya. I mean, that's pretty much the vibe I'm getting from you. Is that, is that right? Yeah. Bye. I mean, it was fun. Um, You did great things while you're here. You were a very good player. We made the best of a bad situation, but if you want to leave, I get it. Do you think I'm going to go ahead and call my shot. I know where he's going or I have a good feeling of where he's going and where he fit in very well. Call it. He's going up to your, your hood. He's going to go play for the Knicks. Hmm. Well, it is a bright he light. Back uh, in the New Eastern City. Conference, he's got a floor yeah. spacer, and Julius Randle is a big, nice young core, much like the one here in San Antonio that he can already show that he can, you know, adapt well with a young core. And he's he's an, an extra volume scorer for them, and someone that you know, along with Julius Randle, can help facilitate an offense uh, while being ball dominant. Do you do you think he would go to? Well, I guess if you look at San Antonio, and New York, first of all, lifestyle is one eighty, and it's a huge difference. Um, that LA. suits him more. He's from LA, <laughs> then he goes to a big major city like Toronto, and then uh, he comes to the big little city like San Antonio. Uh, sleepy old San Antonio. Sleepy old San Antonio, and then only to go to New York. I mean, that's that's a one eighty. Like I can tell you from experience living in new york and also living in san antonio uh throughout the year that it is a 180 it is uh it's, a, it's almost a shock to the system and uh i, I get but it if he's a big city not guy, a shock to his system though but it's yeah being in san antonio is a shock to his system it is and here's the thing you look at new york and san antonio they're almost in diverging paths new york Kind of, sort of, is uh, the future is a, a more of an uptick, if you will. I mean, I know it's hard. Oh, to say they're a team this. on the come. Yeah, they're a team on the come. The Spurs are a team of the rebuild. Um, they're probably going to have lean years ahead of them still. Maybe they won't, this one probably won't be the only season where it's it's, it's pretty bad. And maybe next season it's, it's just as equally as bad. But do you think the allure of ring chasing is there for him? Maybe, maybe. Because he's not going to get that I, in New York. That's for sure. I do believe he wants like he wants to be a marquee guy. He wants to be the the face of a team. And by going to a team like New York, who you know Julius Randle has proven to be an all star. I mean, Demar's a dude they can put on billboards. They can put him on the side of the marquee at the at mm-hmm. Madison Square Garden. I mean, he's an all star guy that will sell a ton of jerseys. Yeah. Like he is an all star for all intents and purposes mm-hmm. and getting him out of the Western conference, the brutal West. And it gives a shock to the system, not only to New York in that market, but the Eastern conference in terms of kind of balancing star players out. Yeah. And um, look, the report did not dis discount San Antonio. You know, it just said all options are open and yeah, that includes the San Antonio Spurs James, they're going to have a lot of money in this offseason. Sure. If they do give him any of that money, I just hope they don't break the bank, James. I really hope so. I mean, you give him a nice contract. Somebody is. He's what? The second best unrestricted free agent available? Yeah. Outside of Kawhi Leonard? (laughs) 
Yeah, he is with Which, the. Uh, that's kind of funny about that. <laughs> right. But yeah, exactly. The the two players that were traded for each other are now the the big fish in the, the free agency pool of the summer. Well, this off season because the NBA is all wacky right now. But but yeah, yeah I mean I know at, restricted free agency is a whole different thing, but at least unrestricted talent that you don't have to worry about someone matching or, or coming out over the top of you, someone can go spend a boatload of money on a DeMar DeRozan. And I ex- fully expect him to be offered around $30 million a year. You think, um, would you be shocked if he stays in San Antonio, if the Spurs extend him? Would you be shocked? Yeah, a little bit. All right. Yeah, I would too. I, I would be a little surprised if he stays. Because the only draw to stay in San Antonio for him would be Greg Popovich. And, I mean, depending how long of a contract he signs, I mean, that's a commitment on Pop, too. And yeah, it is. And and you look at Pop, you know, you got to start wondering. You really start wondering how much more does he have? How much more? You look at him at you know, the season, and, you know, I get it's a trying season. But, you know, he has those moments with the media where he looks a little – perplexed at what's going on that maybe you know um and i think the lack of practice is affecting him too because he enjoyed this team and yeah. coaching it and getting the young guys on the same page but now he's got the young guys and he's got the games but he's got no practice time in between with them the, um you know we're looking at demar Derozan in his situation um when he says all, all things are on the table or everything's wide open, I, I think that's prudent of him and his camp. I think that's the right thing you should do. This is probably going to be his last chance at a major deal uh, with a mm-hmm. team. And uh, yeah, I mean, that's not shocking. What, what is a little, um, I want to even say shocking, just more kind of writing the wall was at the trade deadline. There was no rumblings of any extension talk. There was no serious reports of the Spurs trading him or, or hey, you know, ESPN is reporting this or, or Fox Sports is reporting this and that, you know, that, hey, look, you know, DeMar DeRozan and Spurs are chatting with whoever, pick a team, the Knicks. You didn't, see, you didn't hear anything like that. It was just silence. You heard that they were shopping him, but you started wondering, like, okay, fine. If they were shopping him, were teams trying to lowball the Spurs? You know, we're, we're, Probably. we're teams. Yeah, you know, trying to do that. And I mean, the Spurs. Think, are, think of what they were asking for Rudy Gay and the fact that the team said they tried, but they couldn't get Rudy Gay uh, and the cost was too high. If the cost on Rudy Gay was that high, imagine how high the cost on a DeMar DeRozan would have been. So uh, yeah. the, your best case scenario this offseason is maybe a sign and trade. I would hope so. I mean, I think that'll work out for everybody, but. You know he's he holds the keys to the the car right now. He really does, mm-hmm. and um, he doesn't have to do a sign and trade. You know he can really leave San Antonio high and dry. And it makes you wonder about that Kawhi trade. Looking back now, like, Ugh. oh, will the Spurs be okay? You know, I mean, yeah, you have Kelton, you have Jakob, but yeah, you really lost a lot uh, with um, Kawhi leaving. You think you look back at this deal and be, and you know, if he does walk away for nothing. Say like, well, we got Kelton and Jakob, but you still lost a top five player in the league, and it stings. It, and I think it will still sting. In the league. Yeah, yeah, it'll it'll sting for a while now. Uh, like I think the it'll only sting for thing a while. that's going to make that better is you can look at it and go, well, we had Demar, but we gained 
all this cap space. And if you do something with that cap space this offseason to fill the holes that are obviously on this roster and three-point shooting and, and you know, help down low with guys that can stretch the floor, a guy, uh, an athletic big like a John Collins or a Jarrett Allen, a floor spacer like a Lori Marketing, you know, players mm-hmm. that don't exist on the Spurs roster now, right now, or if they do, we just don't get to see them. Right. Yeah. So um, brace yourself, San Antonio, or maybe just read the writing on the wall. You could be watching the final days of DeMar DeRozan in a silver and black or Fiesta jersey uniform um, at, yeah, before this season ends. Uh, let's talk about something that's been on the lips of many Spurs fans, and that is the T word, hanking. Um, Spurs fans are getting to the point now where they're saying, look, this team, it is what it is, not going to get a title. And if it gets into the playoffs, it's going to get bounced pretty fast. And then maybe they should just pad their chances of getting a higher pick in what is uh, called a very, very deep draft. Do you think the Spurs should take that route? Or maybe they should have done this earlier if they are going to try to capitalize on a very deep draft and move up absolutely should <laughs> like the, yeah. if the writing was on the wall it says it's, it was you should have gone for the floor a lot faster like houston immediately realized what their situation was and they were like all right we're out trade james harden let's race to the bottom and right now they're sitting looking like they're going to be the second pick in the nba draft if the lottery falls yeah. their way um, and before the end of the season, they could very well make it all the way to the bottom and mm-hmm. overtake the Timberwolves. So, I mean, that's a team that decided early on, all right, this season's a wash, let's do this. Much like last year, you hung in the middle for far too long, and there are too many teams that aren't good in the first place in front of you, and you're trying to race to the bottom with other teams that have already fully committed to going that direction. So right. it's hard to overtake teams like that, especially just because it it doesn't matter. Players don't tank, organizations do. And you can put out uh, lineups that help facilitate that. But at the same time, it's really hard because players are still going to try and win. If they give given the mm-hmm. opportunity, they're going to steal you some every once in a while. And, you know, there are too many teams already in front of you that, it's 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 ground that's going to be very hard to catch up on. Yeah, yeah, and look, they should get another like late. Well, out of the ten spot, late so lottery. Gonna, yeah, I yeah, I, some, I yeah, predict yeah, somewhere like, between ten and fourteen if they yeah. miss out on this plan. Which which will be still good. I mean, they'll still be good. They're going to get themselves a good player. Um, just how deep is this draft, though, James? Is it? One through fifteen, you're gonna you're gonna get a player. Will the Spurs get a very good player if they stay within that ten to fifteen range? They'll get a very good player, but much like I've said in years past, (laughs) you know, every time we talk about the draft here, I have to preface it with, sure, they might, but how much do you expect to see of him? Yeah. I mean, yeah, even the with Devin Vassell, who was a top in... 12 pick and has proven yeah. himself so far, he's still not getting very many minutes with the Spurs or getting much run. I mean, he, what's his average at right now? 15, 16 minutes a game? Something like that, yeah. 
and, mean, and here's the thing. The G League will probably be in full pref- force next I season. I would prefer him to get 22. Oh, that ain't going to happen. <laughs> <laughs> that ain't going to happen at all. And I think it'll be the point where it's at the point of no return, all of the bubble. I think that's when you'll see Vessel and maybe even Trey Jones and Luca get those those kind of minutes. But right now, I I think they're they're still trying to make the play in. I mean, yeah, fine, you know, and you, you more get the power to you. Yeah, you Don't get the kids. A couple I mean, you're games. already halfway there. Just yeah. you know, try and tread watering and get yourself there and see if you can find some cohesion. And Lonnie Walker gets healthy, and maybe you find some lineups that facilitate and you can sneak your way into the playoffs i mean that would be great for the spurs this season but if it's not working and you do miss realize you have to rip the band-aid off next season yeah i'm I'm anticipating a moment where we'll see pop do what he said right before the bubble where he says you know what we're not here to scout we're not here we're not here to make the playoffs we're gonna let the kids run i i would not be surprised if down the road this season it gets to that point and he does something very similar to that where they're like, you know what? Yeah, we really got to mm-hmm. stop pushing for this and and just pull a bubble. And uh, Pop goes out and say that and says what he has to say. But it, it, yeah, I mean, you look. I mean, it's obviously a financial thing too. If you make the playoffs, you know, the players get the money, the the franchise gets money, and you know, every, every team mm-hmm. is hurting right now. So there's a financial in, um, involvement made by making the playoffs. But if this continues to bottom out, because uh, you know, look, it. <laughs> Maybe they'll win a few more games, and they will. But I think there'll be a lot more L's and W's to finish out the second half of the season because they still got dates with Denver tonight, Brooklyn, mm-hmm. Dallas, Phoenix. I think I'm uh, the Knicks, um, several other teams too. And they're away. Well, maybe that's a good thing. They're going to be away from San Antonio more often than not. But nevertheless, yeah, you you, you can anticipate. You know, I would not be towards the end of the season. They're like, well, we didn't even make the play in tournament. I think they'll barely make it in. I think they'll get the 10th seed or something, then get those extra couple games. But, you know, before I put a wrap on this episode of Lockdown Spurs, where do you stand with this team? Now that we have a very large sample size, you know, they came out of the gates very hot, and here they are now. Is this what you expected? Did you think that they exceeded expectations and are just simply coming back down oh. to earth? Or this is just simply a rough patch? I, I think it's a rough patch. I mean, I thought we saw in the bubble, uh, and the, unfortunately we, all we found out was the fact that the bubble was an aberration because it was basically Pop having his hand forced into doing what we thought needed to be done. But it came back this year, and while we saw a little bit with Demisel getting some early playing time, not as much as we would like, but at least some playing time, um, he went right back to LaMarcus and slowing the pace down. And, you know, he fell back on his old crutches. It felt like uh, at certain times of the season. And we started seeing less and less of young players. You know, we saw Luca play really well in the bubble. And then he brought him up for a little bit and he started to play uh, better and better with each passing game. And then he just regulated the DNP CD, you know, for multiple games and, uh, you know, a couple minutes here, a couple minutes there, but Luca's really not getting any room right now again. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's turned back into what it's always been. And I now truly believe that the bubble was just an aberration 
created just by sheer need and the fact that he couldn't do anything. He didn't have Patty Mills in the bubble. He didn't have LaMarcus Aldridge in the bubble. Like the only veteran he had was DeMar DeRozan that he mm-hmm. could lean on. And so he had to let the young guys run wild. And that, you know, it was only a circumstance of sheer hand being forced. And that's unfortunate because I thought at points during the season, we started to see this team really come together. And once again, every time we think we see what would be the team turning the corner, it just falls flat once again. And maybe that's just what this team is. There's going to be Mm -hmm. peaks and valleys, but they're not going to be consistent because consistency, whether it's with Lonnie Walker or anybody else, it's one of the, things we've complained about throughout the season yeah well hopefully they can start that consistency streak tonight versus denver um and uh hopefully start picking up more w's than l's i sure hope so i you know you're seeing that just wear on the losses just starting to mountain wear on the team and uh you you just see it in their in their their body language and in their eyes and their play you know remember when they had that spark in the early in the first half of the uh season schedule where we would say, hey, you know, you would come on lockdown Spurs, say, hey, look, look how well they rally when they're down after three. You know, that that's yeah. gone. You know, there was a moment where they would just rally in furious comebacks at the Clippers, the Lakers. You know, you, once they're yeah. down, it's almost like they're out. Like they got knocked out. Like they got knocked out like Kong did. <laughs> See what I did there, James? Uh, uh, <laughs> but anyway, um, yeah, hopefully the Spurs will uh, pick their um, – put the big boy pants on and start um, getting some wins, but we cannot let James go without um, continuing the celebration of his birthday. James, I'm, I'm first of all, I want to wish you again, happy birthday. Uh, thank you for always coming on locked on Spurs. I we appreciate course, you. Man. You enjoy your insight, enjoy your day, enjoy your night. If you go party, you know, put, put the keys away and just have do Uber on speed dial. That's all I ask you. And, oh yeah, um, it's it's already there. <laughs> and any plans? What are you gonna be doing? Oh, I'm gonna be hitting up the Rupub uh, later tonight, and probably tomorrow night as well. Uh, just a bunch of friends coming out, having a good time at a, at a really fun bar, the Rupub and the Angry Angry Elephant. So it's gonna be a lot of fun, and I'm I'm just looking forward to unplugging from everything. Uh, decompressing and maybe I'll, I'll peek up at the Spurs game while it's going on but more than likely I'm just going to watch Falcon and Winter Soldier tonight and head straight to the bar well you do that it sounds like a perfect uh, evening for James and make sure to follow him on Twitter at I am Pledger and listen to him and Jack Thompson on ESPN San Antonio the Saturday morning hangover he's definitely probably going to have a hangover for this weekend that's for sure oh no so show this weekend Oh, no show. Okay. Well, then, well, when he does resume, uh, make sure you tune in 94.5 FM, 1250 AM in San Antonio and on YouTube and Facebook. Uh, you can check out James and Jack do their thing. And of course, the Blitz every day he produces that. Uh, and uh, Locked on Spurs, subscribe wherever you get your favorite podcast, uh, whether it be the Odyssey app, whether it be Stitcher, iTunes, pick a platform, we're there. Uh, and check out the rest of the Locked On NBA shows. So for James Pledger, I am Jeff Garcia. We're going to put a lock on this episode of Locked On Spurs.